is back, and that means the Murdoch and Frame podcast is back for another instalment with me, Graham Murdoch, and my co-host, Andrew Frame. Andrew, how are you today? I'm very well, Graham. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. We've got some hockey to talk about, and we have some injury news to talk about. Yay! And not just one. Yeah. So, a good, solid start. Uh, no, like we're going to talk about the games at the weekend. We'll talk about how the count... We'll separate the forwards and the D. We'll talk about them separately. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what you thought of the game, and we're also going to preview this coming weekend where the Challenge Cup starts with uh, the Flyers hosting Belfast Giants and then going to play the Brayhead Clan. But first of all, let's talk about the. Can we call it an aggregate score here of eleven-one, or are they two separate games, Andrew? That's two separate games, but you can call it an aggregate if you want. Yeah. yeah, there was no cup or anything. So it wasn't like one for of those it. ones where, like you know, on the Saturday night after the game was finished, they decided that we were going to play for a trophy the next night, like Sheffield did. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> a couple weeks ago they were like, "Hey, we're halfway towards this trophy that we just found out about." Like, so we're making up one up, so we've got a trophy in our cabinet. So congratulations to the Flyers for winning the Murdoch and Frame Podcast Trophy. Uh, <laughs> We should have done that. We will get that trophy bought and on Tiz. It will be a Sabutio one. It will cost a pound. Uh, <laughs> and none of our actual money will be going into it. No, exactly. So any donations will be uh, greatly appreciated. <laughs> but yeah, so congratulations to the Flyers on that uh, on that victory. Uh, no, so they played... Now, how, how are we pronouncing this? Because I noticed that in the post-match interviews... Todd did not once name the name of the team. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, yeah. he, he couldn't say it. He really couldn't say it. So he's he just went, like, fair play to that team. They're a good team. They're nice people. He was very complimentary of them, but at no point did he got the coaches that. brought across <laughs> their team. And I was just like, what? I what was the team called? EC um, Pytong? Pytong? Peter, I, I, I don't know. I think it was something like that. Pytong or Pytong or... Anyway, no, that team that those coaches brought over. I know. Uh, you know. The thing is, as well, with Tanel as well, we will have missed a video that actually pronounced these guys, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't name the team. No, I know. <laughs> What's that all about? Anyway, 11 goals for, one against. What's your thoughts on this one, Andrew? Um, it, was a, it was a good exercise to get the rust off. The guys, you know, that was the whole main purpose of it. Get the rust off and, you know, get the guys bedding in together and, you know, all, all the new guys forward-wise came in and, and at least got a goal, and which was good to see. And they're all looking good. Parts of the game we played really well. Um, I think Sunday night was more, after we went 4-0 up, it kind of killed the game. Uh, like, quite early, we are 4-0 quite early and guys started going off their, on their own things and trying to get points ourselves. Get away from, and I know they don't know the systems yet, but trying to get their own points and trying to do their own kind of stuff. But it was good to it was good to see the guys in action. It was good to get the rust off, and yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful for the season. I'm looking at the forward lines anyway. So the thing that struck me the most about the forward line, I wasn't I wasn't there. I was just following on Twitter, and I've obviously seen clips of some of the goals. But what struck me about the the forward lines especially that first night, was we won 5-0, but every single goal was scored by one of the new forwards. 
And I thought that was really important. And the quality of the goals might not be, you know, the quality of the shots might be some, might not be something that you built to go into the net in an elite league match. But I thought it was really important that all of these guys got a goal. You know, and so they acclimatised to to the rink and were able to just kind of get a feel for, for what it was like to score here. I know that sounds daft, but now there's no sort of, well, when are they going to break their duck? It's, they have scored here, so therefore they'll, you know, they'll have that sort of familiarity with the place. Matt Siska, I hope he realises that the that this weekend the points he's garnered don't go towards the the points totals. So remember Jason Pitton scored that hat trick. They just got like seven points in, in two games or something. Yeah, he, he thought, hey, I'm taught scoring the league. We're like, no, that, that was that was a friendly. Um, <laughs> so, but a sign of things to come from Siska in terms of the offensive output. And, and really what I'm getting the feel I'm getting back from everybody is that all of these forwards played by the dynamism and th- there's a real excitement about this forward group. Yeah, definitely. I think the forward line today, what was out on Saturday and Sunday, obviously Sunday we stopped in being out and for one reason or another. And we didn't get the same as Saturday night and seeing what we think the balance was going to be like. But they all seem to balance up quite well. And I laugh because, we, you know, when we, during the season, eh, during the off-season, sorry, we're talking about who, what the lines might be. No, we'll try to predict what the lines will be. I don't know if anybody would have seen Siska centre on the second line. No, yeah, I, I we, had him down, we had him down on, on Dingle's wing, didn't we? So let's yeah. let's talk through those lines. And what, so what, the first few not on Saturday, like, talk me through that one, Andrew. Brooks, Dingle and Shaber. Very, um, I, I really like that line. I think uh, the one thing about it is Shaber's, I don't know if has the full speed to what Dingle and Brooks have. And Brooks, jeez. I knew he was fast, but I didn't realise how fast he was. For being rusty, that's that was impressive. Uh, good, good lines. I think they'll get us a good amount of points. Shaber looks a very good player. He, uh, I, th- I said before it to a few, few folk that I've been speaking to, I think he'll surprise a lot of fans this year. Um, and yeah, he did. Well, I think, I mean, we had him, um, or certainly I had him earmarked for a third-line role initially. Um, but I definitely the more I've kind of heard about him and stuff like that the more I think he's more suited to that role it's interesting when he came in he obviously said he knew Brooks and they played on the same line previously you know so when they were in the States together they played together so it's it's that opportunity where getting those two guys playing together and then having Dingle as the centre matching Dingle's speed with Brooks' speed I mean I think it it makes sense you know and and what element do you think? Because I think that was the thing we were talking about before. We were talking about the need, the need for a bit of size on that line. I mean, what do you think? Is that something Shaber brings, or? Uh, yeah, he, he does bring a, a, a bit more size, and obviously than Dingle and Brooks. But I know, and I'm, by no means is he a tall guy. No, uh, but he's, I would he's say taller, he's more... taller than both of those guys. Although he's, he's I mean, on elite prospects, his his height is is listed the same as as Dingle, but I don't know. I just kind of. When I, when I saw, when I've seen the two of them, I, I kind of get the impression that the Shaber's a little bit bigger. Yeah, he's definitely bigger than uh, Brooks, sorry. Dingle, well, he's bigger than Brooks too, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, he's, he's not, you know, the typical power forward. He's not got that much presence to me. I, 
he's, he, he, he does. He, he made a few hits, but I don't know if the style that they're playing against, like they didn't want to go in. We've just been a pre-season. They don't want to make hits and that in the corners and that. Um, he does give us a bit more size, definitely. But I don't know if he's going to be the hard hitting forward that I think some of us were hoping we were going to get. No, but then if he's been brought in for the first line role, then I don't know if we need need him to be the hard hitter, if you like. But let's move on to that second line now. So the second unit, Andrew, obviously you, you've you've touched on the fact that Cisco was centre in that second line. Yeah, with Tanel and Fox. And that was, I mean, that was a line that got off to a really good start in that second game. Oh, outstanding start! Four, four goals in the first. What was it? Ten minutes or something? We scored the first four goals. Or was it less than that? It was, it was like the first four or five minutes. Was, there's three certainly. I kind of yeah. lost track of when the when the fourth one went in. Yeah, um, they're looking good as a as a unit. They three. Um, I know it pains me to say it, but Fox did actually play slightly better than than what we've seen from last season. Even tracked back on Sunday. Uh, once, not giving credit for anything more than once. He maybe did, but I just one that <laughs> one that I, the one that I can remember. Anyway. There was one that you were willing to acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, bro- bro- broke a sweat to get back, which was good to see. In all, but they, yeah, they've got they look like they've got good chemistry. Um, Siskers, you know, as we've spoke about before uh, when we came in, we, we've known him from last season. He's an outstanding player. He'll get us goals. Um, Tanel just comes alive within. When you when you enter the you know over the blue line, yeah, a bit a bit like Bobby in that terms of you know he he knows where the goal is. Um, both his finishes on Sunday were different but brilliant. First one, I think first one I was played out front, uh, great finish and then a, a nice tip on a Cisco slap shot or uh, it was a slap shot um, for the second one, which I like because for the first time in five years or should I say. One of the first things, because I'm sure they've done it before, until Dukes gets his hands on the players. We had somebody screen the goalie, which was good to see. Um, hopefully that continues. Hopefully these guys still continue to do that over the season. And that line, I think, will, will give us a lot of uh, points this season. The thing is, we were kind of we were kind of doing a bit of a toss up between those between all of those guys in the in the the build up to to this season, and actually kind of try to figure out where everybody fitted, and. I don't think a lot of these guys who were earmarked for first line roles are maybe on that second line and, and vice versa. And so I think I think that probably suggests that we've got a really potent top six, if you like. And I I think the the third line might actually be the the best third line we've had. Productively, yeah, I think it will be. Because. Um, we're, talking, we're talking Shane Stockton's centre in that third line at the moment, yeah? Yeah, he did on Saturday, yeah, and then I presume um, he got a big hit on Saturday. So I'm, I'm presuming that as a precaution, they just didn't play him on Sunday. Um, I mean, that, that's the thing, we'll get, to the other, we'll get to the injury stuff in a second, but that's obviously something that wasn't really mentioned in any post, post-match interviews, or so, yeah. I was aware of. So it sounds as though it was just a precaution, like, you know, the, yeah. the whole thing is about getting you know, getting some skating and that sort of thing. So actually the one game might just just like just sit them and just get them ready for this weekend, you know. Um but when he signed last year, we you know, we had this discussion on this show about the fact that if he was a third line centre then the Flyers would be in a really good position. And if we're talking our centre depth, if we're talking Dingle, Siska and then Stockton, 
If Stockton is the third line centre for the duration of the season, that's a really good. This is a guy who scored twenty five goals last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm happy with him in third line. Um, I think he'll put up points from the third line. Um, I think There's he'll potential help. for him to get those good matchups as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. He'll be playing against and no disrespect. He'll be playing against the uh, not so higher caliber imports in the league now. We playing obviously. They'll all be good. Don't get me wrong. All the other teams' imports will be good on that are on their third line. But you know, coming up against the you know the Joey Martins, the Matthew Waz, and that. I mean, defensive wise, you'll not be coming up against Hotham and can't think of Ben O'Connor and. These guys, he, he might have a chance of then on that third line getting more points, or he'll give Flyers more point output than what they probably have in previous seasons. That's, I think that's exactly it. I think if he can come close to matching his point output from last season, but on the third line, then he's doing a stand-up job. And I think he'll get some power play time or some penalty kill time as well. You know, so he'll still get his minutes, but he might just get those better matchups. Yeah. And and I I actually am really. That's the, that's one of the when I saw that I thought this is this is good this is something I think the Flyers are really going to benefit from is having somebody that knows how to score in this league but further down the lineup and that depth in scoring the fact that there are points and goals within every line now I think that's really important and obviously we spoke at length about Stephen Gunn kind of last week I mean did he kind of just bring what he, what you thought he was going to bring to the games. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, steady as always. No, not, not nothing flashy. Um, had a couple of half chances to, we'll say it. And yeah, no, he, he done well. You know, he never, he never looked out of place. He steady, and I think I think Stockton and uh, Finucci will bring bring him on. I think it's a different style he'll have to play this season than what he's played the last few seasons. We have a Stewie next time. I think maybe he'll get more. You've seen more of the puck this year of what he did with Stray on his line. And you obviously you touched on Finucci there. First impressions on Carlo Finucci, Andrew? I think he's a good player. I'd say Saturday night, I think at times he tried too much. But I don't know if that's him trying to just prove to everyone that he's good enough for the Elite League because um, he's taking that step up from the league below. And he wanted, I mean, two seasons or like last summer, he wanted a place in the, in the Elite League and that kind of wasn't available to him so he he took a bit of a gamble and went elsewhere for a year you know within within the UK and and put up, like we've spoken about this before put up um, impressive enough numbers but uh, yeah he's you're probably right he probably does have a sort of an axe to grind in a, se- in a sense that he wants to prove to everyone that he he belongs in this league and that the Flyers made the right decision in, in bringing him in and I think to be perfectly honest, in terms of our predictions of the lineup, I think possibly his place in the third line might be the only one that we got right. And Gunny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the thing is, like that's it. Though Gunny's Gunny's place was kind of never in doubt, in that he's kind of made that role his own, whereas everyone else is coming kind of competing for different roles. And we've spoken about the players that we kind of knew were coming in and where they would be playing, and there's maybe was a few surprises in that, Andrew. But for me, one of the bigger surprises was actually the inclusion of. Two of the younger guys from from the Kirkcaldy Ice Hockey Club, you know, and, and you're it's almost like you're already seeing that role that Hutchins has come in with, you know, already kind of seen that working. And just give us your thoughts on 
on Chad Smith, who obviously was playing as part of the, the forward group. And then we'll we'll touch on, on Marty as well, just on, on his uh, on his performance with the D. Yeah, uh, like you say, I, th- I think it's shown you the impact that Hutchins has had on the team since he's came in. Yeah, last season, Chad got onto the bench one game, but never seen any ice time. And when I've seen the two of them kitted up for the weekend's games on Saturday, on Saturday night, I didn't expect them to be. I thought it was just what Deuce had said during the summer. He wanted to have them there for the game atmosphere and that, and just to see what it's like to be part of a squad and that. Um, but I've got to tell you, once they, the two guys got on the ice, superb. Um, Chad, I'll use Chad's first um, since we're talking about the forwards. He got obviously a limited ice time, but what he did do when he was giving us, um, he's got to keep his head held high and, and be proud of what he done because I, I was very impressed with him. He's, he's, he's still a very small boy, or man, if you want to call him. I think he's 17, I think. Yeah, he's 17. He's still, he, he's still relatively small, so he will find it hard playing in the Elite League in terms of against these bigger guys. But he never put a foot wrong. He knew he scored a goal, and which would have been outstanding if he had. If it went in, you know, hit the post, um, and I was very impressed by him. And, I'm, and I hope Fife look at himself and at Marty Simpson and look to give them two ways and have them in the squad a bit more, because I think it's at home in the home games against if we're winning games comfortably against like Edinburgh or Dundee or, and teams like that, if we can be winning comfortably. I don't see why we can't give these guys some ice time. Because they managed it against this team here, and and I think they would manage it in small bouts in the Elite League. But playing against, uh, and I mean, like the, the other conference teams and away from home, he's too small now. As for Marty, though, he got a bit more ice time. But I was I was impressed. He was he was calm on the park. He, on Saturday, he was a wee bit. I can, you see, he was a bit nervous to start off with. He was a wee bit positioning to start off with. Was, I was a bit out and that. But he, he's young. He, he, he's going to learn these things. Um, and he never put a foot wrong. And, and I, was, I was actually very impressed. Him. He's, a, I think, a very good prospect for the future for Flyers. Well, that's really positive. And I think that's that's something that needed to happen for the Flyers when it comes to the D especially. <laughs> Just purely because... We have no D, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, Tim Maxwell and Matt Cohen did a really good job at the weekend, but oh wait, <laughs> um, oh, you know, it's, 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 it's got shades of of that, hasn't it? it? And, but this is unfortunate in that we have actually signed people. This is this is the difference. Um, Rick Jackman, I think, gets in today or got in yesterday, so that's yeah. that's fine. You know, it's a bit unfortunate, but the guy's a veteran. He he'll know what he needs to do to get himself match sharp and we maybe just need to be a little bit careful with, with how they how they use his ice time this coming weekend. I've not got a huge issue with that because he's going to be skating with the guys most of the most of the week. He he's not going to have a real issue settling in, I wouldn't have thought just purely because you know he knows he knows Brendan Brooks and I'm sure you know the guy's played for for multiple teams over the last however many years. He he knows how to settle in addressing them, so I've not really got an issue there. The the one in terms of uh, in terms of recruitment and whatnot, the fact they're not in the country yet. Kyle Fulmer, he's not here yet. I don't think he's going to be getting until the end of the week. 
So I'm sure what will happen is, you know, you'll get in on Saturday morning, you'll have a nap, you'll play 15 minutes of the game, and then you'll get a five-match ban. That's... And he'll, 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 wait, and he'll, he'll go to the pancake place for his lunch. Yeah, exactly. Eat it in one bite. And and that's that's the concern for him. Uh, to be perfectly he was the player that I had the biggest question mark over coming into this coming into this say uh, this off season coming obviously coming into this season now it was it, it was him that that, um, that I had the biggest question mark over and it, it's a shame that it's taken him this long to, to kind of get into the country because he's actually he's been signed for quite some time. And so I really would have hoped that he would have been one of the first people over, just with the fact that the visa stuff would have been all sorted by now for him. Whereas, you know, we're talking about people like Russ Moyer and, and Shane Owen, they were only signed a couple of weeks ago, and and yet they were here for the weekend, you know. Um, But we'll get to the injury chat in a second, Andrew, but two, two of our import D I did actually play on Saturday and Sunday. So Russ Moyer and David Giron. What were your your thoughts on their performances? Russ Moyer, I think it's going to be an extended demand for us. He's you know he's cool, he's calm, he's composed. Um, he's nothing flashy, but you don't need flashiness for your demon. You know, you, as long as your demon stop the other team from scoring, that's their main objective. If they put up points uh, uh, every night, then yeah, you're happy. You're, you like to see that, but. First and foremost, they need to stop the puck from going in the net, and I think Russ Moyer's going to be outstanding. This time, I was very impressed with him over the two games, especially on when only been in. What he was in was it that morning or, or the night before? Yeah, he wasn't here long because he wasn't at the Jersey launch, was he? No. So, no. For for only just being in the country and only just like, he never he'd never skated with the team or, or with any of the guys until Saturday night. Um, I was very impressed with him. So he's obviously, he's a guy that logged a lot of minutes over the weekend, but he's a guy that is going to log a lot of minutes in general. And it's, it's positive to hear that, that that's the sort of impact that he had on the team. Uh, David Chiron, he, he's he been with the club for, for the week now. I think he's been most of the time. Obviously, Visa doesn't really apply to him, so it's obviously a lot easier for him to get into the country. Um, what were your impressions on, on him, Andrew? He was steady. Again, he was steady. Um, he... Come the end of both games, you could see the the amount of ice time that he had logged was starting to affect him. He was getting a wee bit. I don't, I don't know how, but his his mental awareness was getting a bit away from him. But you know, he was logging what 40, 40 minutes roughly. You know, he was on every second shift practically. Yeah, which can be tough eh, for the for the best players. Um, but what what I've seen of him, I think he'd be a good demand for us. I think going by, uh, we don't have the guys in yet, but going by lineup, he was played predominantly with Tommy, so I can see obviously they two playing together the whole season. Um, I think they'll be a good shutdown defensive, but they'll not allow many goals in. Um, I'd like to see him use a bit more of his his body though. Um, he seemed to want to use more more just to poke than actually in the corners and trying to actually get in and, and be a bit more physical. But maybe that was. Because the team they were playing weren't at physical, so he thought he didn't need to play any physical. Where against like Belfast, Red Knight, he, he might play a bit more physical. You know that that will be remain to see. We'll see that at the weekend. Yeah, but no, overall, I, you know, he never put a foot wrong. So yeah, I think he'll be a good, a good addition to the squad. Brilliant. Now, 
one player who is in the country but didn't actually take part in that game is D-man Philip Paquette. We don't really know the, the full story here, but it sounds as though he injured himself during some off-season training and then the the injury was identified as being a little bit worse come this this week, this sort of, if you want to call it a training camp, we could call it that. What are your thoughts there, Andrew? It's, it's a funny one. It's, it's disappointing that, in my eyes, that Flyers have brought him across here if he's injured. Whether he's went and got checked across and said he's fine and they've said he's fine and he's came across here and injured it more, or whether Flyers have just went on the on his word. I, I don't know, but if he's injured his knee, it was, I've heard that it was his knee that he'd injured, yep. and he's going to be out for a long time, then to me, I'm kind of thinking, well, what was the point of him bringing him across? Surely we should have just left him, well, not left him, obviously, but we should have said to him, listen, you know, if you're going to be out for a long time, we can't afford to have, the start, well, one, start the season short, and two, afford to have a guy here who can't play. We need to have the 14 fit import bodies. Um, but on the flip side, he might have came across, it might have only been a small thing, he might have been fine, he came across, and he's injured it, and, and training um, in the gym, or even while skating across here. And if he hasn't, it's unlucky then, and he's injured still more then. Oh, wait, there's nothing we could do about that. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, to be perfectly honest, the, the way the story's kind of come out, I don't think the Flyers have actually done anything wrong here. You know, if he's let them know that he'd gotten injured, but, you know, was, was skating when he got over here, then I don't think they've done a great deal wrong here. And obviously it sounds as though they've sent him to the doctors as soon as it's, it's shown to be any problem for him. So, um, no, I mean, I think it's definitely unfortunate the fact that the Flyers are potentially going to, to start the season short. I'm saying potentially because actually, um, I, I'd actually really like the fact that that, that Todd has, uh, has said in interviews well, you know, we're the total directors, we don't start short here. And I, I like the idea that he's already you know, bef- yeah, he's, he's had a setback but he's immediately trying to to rectify it. I, I know some people will obviously suggest that, that maybe he should have had a more in-depth check out when he was in Canada and, and maybe made moves to, to to already kind of bring in cover. I don't, you know, I don't know what's happening there but I like the fact that it's the week before the season starts proper, but they're already looking to to bring in a replacement. I do, I do like that. And it remains to be seen who, who they bring in as, as a replacement. I, I've got to say that if they're bringing in anybody for, for sort of longer-term cover, then really all of the D-men will be fighting for their jobs once everyone's fit, because I don't think they're going to bring in for a long-term thing, I don't think they're going to bring in someone that's going to be a fifth D. I think they're going to bring in someone that slots into the lineup. Yeah, I agree. I think depending on what comes back when they do a bit more checks and they get the results back from the scan from Paquette, rather than Matthews, um, impact on what player takes brings in. If it's only going to be a month or something, I can see I'm going for a European possibly a 50 man then just yep. to, to tie us over till Paquette's back well if it's going to be a bit longer term and he's going to bring in somebody for the long term everybody's going to have a fight in their hands once Paquette's back fit 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing is like everybody's going to, because I don't think it's as simple as if they bring in someone to replace them kind of long term. I don't think it's as simple as it's him or Paquette come the, you know, come the return of them. I think it's, I think it's everyone. Everyone's got to play for a job. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it all depends on what the who the guy they bring in. If they bring in a guy with a Canadian or American, they've got a Joe Nat, then yeah, that plays in everyone. But if you just say, like, I don't know if Chiron will be safe if it's just a Canadian, because he's one of the Joe Nats, so it kind of makes him safe in a way. Yeah, if you exactly. know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Because we've got the three Joe Nats at the moment. Do we need three or do we only need the two? We three. Well, see, I said Joe Nats like. Chiron's not a dual nat, is he? <coughs> Sorry. So yeah. Chiron's an EU passport holder, so yeah. he's probably yeah. If it's if it's just a a straight up um, import Canadian forward, North American forward, it's not sorry North. It's a straight okay. up North American well, D man. We might go for a forward. We might just yeah, just, just, yeah just forget the um. And bring another forward. Just go for complete goals. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna win 14-13. Um, no, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I, I don't think they're immediately just bringing in someone that's going to make up the numbers. I don't see the point in that. So, because if they were going to do that, then they would maybe just look at bringing in either a little Brit, a little bit of Brit depth, or just kind of demanding a little bit more from the Brits that are already here. So I think it's probably going to be someone that's going to really contribute to the lineup. There might be a case of just reopening some communications that they'd already had with people. People will have found clubs, obviously, but we we didn't just sign the the only fourteen players we spoke to. No, you know, and, not. And, and some of these people will still be holding it for deals, and maybe maybe it's just a case of renegotiating with some people that we actually really wanted. So, uh, just yeah, we just we just see what happens. But what we'll do now is we'll get on to what you guys that listen, what you guys think about the. The game and the and the performance. Uh, so huge thank you to everyone who got in touch. Um, I'll I will try and get through all of them. So Mark on Twitter says that it's worrying that we've got two guys out already and the games weren't much of a test, but they got the rust off. So we've touched on that, you know, with Stockton's injury, Paquette's injury. It'll be interesting to see what what we're actually working with when it comes to when it comes to to Paquette's injury. Stephen Dow on Twitter also said uh, some decent play at times but very hard to judge anything from that need the D in and organise as soon as possible Agreed uh, Greg Forrester on Twitter says uh, you know was the quality of the opposition far too low as we will face as we'll face much higher level during the opening weekend uh, no. that, that's obviously that's comment and that's Andrew Burrell said that on Facebook as well you know wasn't able to attend but do you think we should have been playing a better team, you know, one closer to our own level? I'll touch on that before I read any more, um, because obviously two two people brought up, and I think Mark kind of touched on it as well. I, I don't really no. care, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't care. The whole point is to to play to play some games to get the guys skating, to get the guys clicking together. If we want, um, if we've got a forward group that we want to be able to score, then maybe building up a little bit of confidence together is is perfect. I know Todd obviously touched on the fact that the guys weren't actually they weren't playing in the playing the system by the end, but you know, like yeah, the DEL three is uh, is is below us, you know, in, in terms of overall standards. But actually, I I don't really care just purely because if you think about um, you know Belfast played 
the Penguins, uh, and they lost both of those games. What what did they really learn from that? Um, equally, Cardiff lost a combined ten goals to one against the the KHL team. What what did they learn from from there as well? You know, I I just I think these exhibition games are exactly that. They're exhibition games now. Both Cardiff and Belfast have in turn played elite league opposition, so they've kind of tested themselves against against the uh, European opposition, and then they've gone back and played played someone from from their own league. But actually, I I think if if we only had time for two games, I don't see any problem in playing against against the European opposition. Andrew, do you, do you disagree with that? No, no, I agree exactly what you're saying there, um, and I think also playing a, a lower standard, did you say? Might have helped help fires in the long run as well because it's getting these guys forwards that have came in. They've scored, they've scored goals now, so it takes that pressure off coming in and, and not scoring, and them having that on their mind. I need to get my first goal for the club. But now they've, they've all came in, they've all scored. That kind of little bit of pressure off of it. They know they can score for five. I okay, they they'll position one and good. That's what they're going to be playing. But you know the rustiness is out. It's the whole purpose of the games to get the rustiness out. And they've all scored, so it's, it's helping them settle in as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's obviously that's obviously something that uh, Tommy Beveridge on, on Facebook's touched upon. He he points out that it should have been 30, 30 goals to one, and he didn't like the didn't like how the the flyers light up for as long as they did, especially when they should be trying trying to find that scoring touch. He says, it's hard to tell. Forward unit is going to be great for us. Our big problem is our D. So far, Chiron looked completely lost and off the pace. Um, and that worries me because the opposition, with all due respect, wasn't of a great standard. Moyer, though, is, uh, is a class D man. Shaber, Siska, Brooks, Finucci, Tanel all look like they will settle in well and will be huge for us. Shane Owen looks great so far. You know, Cam, quick, covers his angles well and plays the puck well. The D is, is his concern. And I think that we're getting that mixed message from from most people that are getting in touch is that same sort of thing is that the, the forward is obviously really you know is, is really positive but actually the d needs more work darian wilson again on facebook he says he's excited by the prospect of the talent we have on our up front on home ice a bit nervous about how they cope on the smaller ranks and um, would have liked to seen a big character playing for the board for the boring games <laughs> i really like that the idea that actually it would be quite good if we had a character that, that would at least make the boring games more exciting. So, I suppose the the time for action is this coming weekend now, Andrew. So, the main thing, obviously, from the weekend there is to just to shake off a bit of rust and get these guys used to playing together. Now, some of them obviously haven't been there yet, so that's obviously going to be a little bit more a little bit more difficult than, than it perhaps could have, but we've got two games this weekend that open up the Challenge Cup campaign with the league season starting in a week's time. We've got Belfast at home and then we're making that often travelled road along the M8. We're making that journey over to play the Brayhead clan. What Did you see any, anything of, of those guys over the weekend and what do you think the Flyers should expect or how do you think the Flyers will fare against these guys? I think it's going to be two tough games. Uh, both Belfast and Brayhead have had reasonably good pre-seasons, obviously. We spoke about, we touched on Belfast earlier, playing the Fishdown Penguins, um, and obviously they're, they're a higher opposition, and, and they obviously got beat. But then they came and they played Brayhead in, in Ireland, and then obviously across here, one each, a game each. 
Uh, they both look like they're going to be good physical teams. They're going to score a few goals. Uh, I, I believe both teams are don't have full squad in yet either. Um, so I don't know if they'll have their full squad in for the weekend. Belfast have got a few injuries as well. Yeah, they certainly well, had a couple of guys sitting out in the, the game in Glasgow, didn't they? At Brayhead. You know, it's a different rank. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. Brayhead are playing the home opener for the first time on the on the home weekend, I think. You know, I think, you know, they quite often they end up playing, playing at, until uh, November yeah, or something. Yeah, a long string of uh, a long string of away games to begin with. So they're going to want to get that. I mean, they're going to want to get that uh, that opening that first win early on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I yeah. think. I'd almost say if, if Flyers could win at home and and if they lose away, that would actually still be a pretty decent start to the season. I think I think we need to get our win though. You know, I think yeah, that's it. I think there needs to be points on the board. Ideal situation, obviously, two wins. But I mean, three points at this opening weekend would be incredible. It'd be an incredible yeah. start, especially when we've got guys still bedding into the team and that sort of thing. And it really sets them up for the league opener, um, because that's. That's for me. That's actually the important thing. Like this weekend, I, I, I feel confidence that the Flyers. I think I've said this before. Feel confidence that they won't finish bottom of the Challenge Cup group. The whole thing is getting into the quarterfinals, and so this season, you know, I, I still think they, they're more than capable of doing that. So the main thing really is is making sure that they're ready for the for the league openers and getting some points on the board in the league very you know very quickly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, like you say, if we get. Like one one this weekend, you know, you could be happy with that. But I'm sure most fans would tell you that they would rather the win came away in Brayhead than it was at home. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I get that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but you know, one one out of the two, where like you say, with just been the very start of the season, Challenge Cup, the guys still bend in. Some guys will, have, like Fulmer, will probably win his first times on the ice with the guys. You can't complain if you if you get a win out of the two of them. Um, and then, like you say, it all sets you up for what's the main objective, and that's the league um, the, the following weekend. So it's another couple of games that we'll have under our belt to take us up to next weekend as well. But yeah, I expect it to be two very tough games. But I think that's it though, isn't it? There's going to be tough games every week. Yep. And yeah, I, don't, I don't think we're going to have a, an easy game this season. I think all teams have, have improved, they've all strengthened well. Um, I think for the first half of the season, Edinburgh will be good, as always, and then the guys will realise that it's not what they've been told when they came in and half of them will probably leave. <laughs> but best of luck to Jared but, Stoll in the playoff final weekend for Nottingham. <laughs> but no, you know, it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be entertaining. And hopefully Fires come out on, uh, as a, on the better end of the results. Absolutely. And there's going to, it's going to be a tough weekend. Let's hope there's not a tough conversation for us next week. But... Anyway, huge thank you to everyone for listening. You can talk to us on Twitter. Don't forget to let us know how you thought the weekend went. So next, you know, next Monday, can, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. You can get me at Murdoch The guys can get you at aframe 88 on on Twitter, Andrew, can't they? Yeah. Get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash blog. Get us on email, murdochockeyblog at gmail.com. And we'll speak to you again soon. Mm-hmm.